ओम ज्ञान तिमिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाय चक्षुरिन्मीलितम् येन तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः So we have come again to the temple of Sri Varadaraj Swami. Oh, there's only one mic. Again, I suppose for most of us, who's coming for the first time? Quite a few are coming for the first time. Well, don't make it the last time. Varada means who gives a boon, varam. And who can give a boon better than he who is the source of everything? He can give you the whole world. But devotees, they don't want to get the whole world. They just want to have darshan of the Lord's lotus feet. So everyone comes to God with the faith that He can give us something. Everyone asks for something. Some people ask for a passing benediction for passing their examinations. Some people ask for a visa to America. Mostly the America visa people go to Visa Ganesh in Chennai. There's a Ganesh temple there called Visa Ganesh. You want an American? Oh, sorry, now they'll all be going to America. We won't see you here again. But if he, let us consider that if he is the best of givers of benedictions, then what's the best thing we can ask for him, from him? If you go to a very rich man who's in a generous mood, and you ask him for ten paise, that's not very intelligent. If he's willing to give ten crores, then why take ten paise? So, the Lord of everything can give the best benediction, but mostly uh, we don't know what to ask. So here the Lord is standing and giving Ashivadam, and just to give some idea of what we should ask for, then you'll see on his hand the writing, of course I can't read Tamil, but I'm told it's written there, Ma Shucha. Which means, don't worry. Why should we not worry? Everything in the world gives us reason to worry. We're getting born again and again and suffering again and again. All kinds of adhyatmic, adhipotic, adhidaivic, klesh. But if Bhagavan is with us, He's assuring us, don't worry. Now this, these two words, of course, are from the very famous shlokam of Bhagavad Gita. I think in the uh, Sampradaya Ramanuja Acharyapad, we're not supposed to say this out loud. But in our Sampradaya, we preach it everywhere. Maybe we could take that in the same spirit that Sri Ramanuja Acharyapad, when told not to tell the mantra Om Namo Narayanaya to anyone, immediately told it to everyone. So we beg the indulgence of the followers of Sripad Ramanujacharya here, and we'll recite the verse, the Charam Shlok, the best shlok of Bhagavad Gita. We can all say it together. Sarvadharman Parijyacha Amekam Sharanam Praja Aham Tvam Sarvapapibhyo Mokshishami Mahasuchaha Don't worry, Mahasuchaha. Give up all varieties of dharma. The Lord who comes for dharma samsthapan, dharma samsthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge, 
He comes to establish dharma. And what is the highest dharma? To give up all upadharma, apadharma, samajik dharma, kritrin dharma, kalpanik dharma. You know all those words? <laughs> means Kritrim means false. So to give up all social, so-called religions and imagined religions and false religions and sub-religions and upper dharma means fall, uh, opposite, not really religion, and just come to this point, ma me kam take shelter in me fully. Kaitav, kaitav dharma. Dharma kaitava projita atra. Srimad Bhagavatam begins by saying, begins where Bhagavad Gita finishes, now we're giving up all these, we're kicking that all out, now we shall discuss Bhagavad Kata. So give up all religion, uh, well, well we say religion is some kind of translation of dharma, but give up all kinds of dharma, just surrender, just take full shelter in me, and I will deliver you from all sinful reactions and don't fear. So the greatest boon that the Lord is giving is fearlessness. This world is the world of fear. Oh mind, worship Nanda Nandana Krishna, at whose lotus feet we can achieve abhayam, fearlessness. Having achieved this rare human form of life and the opportunity to associate with devotees, we should take the opportunity and worship Hari. This material world is full of fear, danger and misery. Abhayam? Abhayam. Sounds almost the same. Then uh, sometimes it's extremely cold in Tamil Nadu very much, but in country too. Sometimes or most of the time it's very hot here. Sometimes there's fearsome wind and rain just like there may be a cyclone. These are just some examples of the miseries that we are beset with day and night. We spend all our days working hard just to, uh, working hard to satisfy some creeper, durajan, some miserable rascal just for the sake of some very little and very fleeting kshanik pleasure. Of course the priests in the temple here are they're not worshipping Durajana, they're worshipping the Sreshtajana, the Lord Bhagavan. Of course many of them are becoming or their descendants are becoming IT professionals and then they're worshipping or they're serving Durajana. Then, uh, uh, so yeah, Edhana Jovana, what is this wealth, youth, Edhana Jovana, sons, family, what is all this? We think this is our whole life, but it's fleeting. Just like the drop of water on a lotus leaf, it falls, it drops. So that's like that, our life. Therefore the conclusion is, take shelter at the lotus feet of Sri Hari. How is that to be done? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Pada, Sevanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmanivedam. Archanat. I left out Archanat. So this is the path of fearlessness. 
So everyone comes to get something from Bhagavan and he's not Kripana Durajana, he's the most magnanimous, so he's prepared to give, but best that we ask for fearlessness at his lotus feet, Abhaicharanaravanda. So we've come, we're expecting something from him, he will give us something. And he says, Masucha, I will give you fearlessness. But before that, he says, Mamekamshanam Raja, you first you give yourself to me, then I'll give you fearlessness. So we think we're getting something from him, but we have to, he can give us everything, but we have to give our everything to him, our very self to him. So he may think, wait a minute, I'm getting cheated here. Just like, you know, they'll make some advertisement, you get a free gift. I say, oh, that's very good. And then they say, well, you have to spend 1,000 rupees in our shop, and then we'll give you a free gift worth 3 rupees. So we may say, well, why should I give myself to Bhagavan? Better that I'll remain fearful. Well, that's called Maya. Maya is the consciousness of thinking that I should, that my self-interest is in remaining separate from Bhagavan. Bhayam dvitiya bhivishatasyat ishada pityasya viparyaya smitihi This is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam that we are suffering in this world of fear. We are absorbed in an atmosphere of fearfulness because of our unwillingness to surrender to Bhagavan. And therefore our whole consciousness is opposite to what it should be. Now, if we think that by giving myself to Bhagavan, I will be the loser, this is illusion. Because anyway we belong to Him. It's just an imagination that we can be separate from Him. As long as we maintain this imagination, we remain in the world of fearfulness, separate of fearfulness, separate from his Abhai Charan. So this uh, surrender, this taking shelter, Shalanam, that depends on the attitude of... Taking shelter means we have to surrender. Prapatti, that word is commonly used in... So just like we see when we come in the temple, we see in so many temples that there's like some sculpture or bas-relief of the devotees bowing down in Ashtanga Dandavat Pranama. And this is the attitude of full surrender. If you fully bow yourself down like this, that means you're fully at the mercy of the person you're bowing to. Such a person, if, he, if you bow down like that, you can't defend yourself in any way. So if the person wants to harm you, he can very easily do so. So you'll only fully bow yourself down before someone if you have confidence that they are your well-wisher. It also, of course, expresses uh, inferiority or the consciousness that you are significantly superior to I to myself. In the Western countries, they don't, when they see our devotees bowing down, they think this is something very bad. They think, why should you bow down to anyone? It's just a, you see, it's, it's very bad. You should make yourself big. 
1968 in Seattle in the USA, one person objected to Srila Prabhupada who was preaching there. He said, I don't see why I should bow down to anyone. I'm just saying it's Seattle because we have some devotees who took up their Krishna consciousness there in Seattle. South Indian Brahmins who went to Seattle for IT work and found this gone or Krishna found them and now they're back in Bharata practicing bhakti. So the objection, I, I don't see why I should bow down to anyone. Srila Prabhupada answered very strongly, that is your disease. You don't want to bow down but you will be forced to bow down. At the time of death, you have to fall down. Of course, you could, if you want to be really defiant, you could string your body up so that even when it dies, it stays standing up. But even though the gross body may still be standing, the subtle body will have to be fall, fall down into hell. Yeah, and from the Stula Shariram, even if you don't want that it will fall down, at the time of death, stool will fall down from it. Yeah, it's a pun between Sanskrit and English. The stool will fall from your stool, Shariram. So, uh, instead of trying to show I am very great, it is intelligent to admit that I am very small. Anyone who thinks, Ishwaraham Maham Bhogi, Siddho Ham Balavan Sukhi, is according to Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, an Asura, a demon. Of course, there's one person, if he thinks like this, who's not an Asura. Who is that person? Wait a minute, do I understand all these words? It means anyone who thinks, I am the controller, I am the enjoyer, I am perfect, I am powerful, I am happy in this way. Anyone who thinks like this is a demon. So there's only one person, if he says this, is not a demon. Who is that? Ishvara. Ishvara Paramakrishna Satyadananda Vigraha Anadir Adir Govinda Sarvakaranam. He is the Supreme Controller. He is the Bhogi, he is the enjoyer of everything. He is perfect, he is powerful, and he is him. So, Dasoham Aham Bhogi Sevak. This is our position. Sevak. I am a servant and I am a yeah, servant of he who is the enjoyer. So this is our constitutional position. That he is the supreme enjoyer and if we act for his pleasure, instead of trying to get pleasure through our senses, if we try to satisfy his senses, that in that way we shall also become happy. Rishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhakti Uchate. The service, engaging our senses in the service of the Lord of the senses, that is called Bhakti. So by doing that, we achieve all benediction. That is the actual benediction. Anything else is not really a benediction at all. If we come asking for passing the examination or visa for America or this or that, the Lord will say, yes, yes, okay, okay. 
take it, take it, take it. But that's not really his varam. It's not really his boon. That is rather a curse. Because that will entangle us more and more in material consciousness. Of course, if we come to him for getting this, even a material benediction, because he is Krishna, all attractive, our attraction for him may begin to awaken. So that is that can be some kind of entrance into bhakti. The artharti in Bhagavad Gita that Krishna describes, one who wants some money or some material thing from Bhagavan, that is uh, a beginning of bhakti. But it's approaching him and trying to make some kind of business deal. That I need so much money, so I'll offer you this, I'll offer you hundred rupees and you give me a lakh in, in return. Or sometimes they say, well I don't have anything now, but you give the benediction and I'll do something afterward. Credit, we'll take it on credit. But the real way to approach him is to say that actually I'm so foolish, I don't really know what I should ask for, but I'm surrendering to you and you do with me as you like. So this is a philosophical discussion of the need to approach the Lord selflessly. And people may listen and think, hmm, sounds interesting. But you know that American visa sounds a lot more interesting. Bhagavan, well, maybe, but America, we know that for sure as well. So, better, better go for that which is tangible, rather than something which is intangible. But actually, this is not simply some pie-in-the-sky philosophy. You know what pie-in-the-sky is? It's a, in Sanskritum, it's Akasha Pushpa. No word in Tamil like that? Akasha Pushpa. In English, they say a pie-in-the-sky. Not a flower in the sky. Pie. You know what a pie is? It's like a pizza. Pizza in the sky. In Bengali, they say, Vareyadim means horses' eggs. Bengali, they say horses' eggs. Non-existent. Anyway, don't mind about that. So, uh, but Bhagavad Gita, it's not some theoretical philosophy. Arjuna, he was on the chariot and thinking, well, you know, there's another half an hour or so till the fighting begins. Let's have a little chat about philosophy. Now, Arjuna had a serious problem. He was Kim Kartavya Vimurham. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. So Bhagavan gave him practical direction based on, of course, Tatvagyana. Now, in that instruction, one of the verses he said was, Raja Vidya Raja Guhyam Pavitram Paritam Paramottamam Pratyakshavadamam Dharmyam Susukam Kartamabhyayam Yeah, you can give the translation. So he says that this Pratyaksha, it can be directly perceived and that by performing Seva to Bhagavan we get Sukham and not just Sukham but Susukam. Susukam means Rambasukam and it also means uh, pure, pure sukam. So it's not just theoretical. Some people have the idea that you torture yourself and you do all kinds of tapasya and then afterwards you get some kind of happiness. 
But practically, by chanting Hare Krishna, we are very happy. And practically, we are chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, on and on and on and on, day after day. But often people ask me that, well, how long have you been in this Hare Krishna movement? So now it's 33 years. And then sometimes they ask, well, are you happy? Well, if I wasn't happy, then why should I do it? I mean, no one's forcing me to do it. I could, you know, theoretically, I could go back to England and you know, get some kind of... It's a bit late to join the IT industry. My brain's a bit, <laughs> my brain's a bit dead, but I'm sure, I'm sure I could uh, do something. I could go back to being a good Englishman and stop chanting Hare Krishna. Actually, I don't think I could. We're just talking theoretically. But then, why... Do we go on chanting Hare Krishna? You might think, well, you know, why don't you chant something else? I mean, just the same thing over and over again. But this is Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasa Vibrahaha Purna Shuddha Nitya Mukta Abhinatvam Nama Nami I'll say it because most of the people don't know. This Nama, Krishna Nama, is Chintamani, Chintamani Nama. That means uh, that whatever we desire, Krishna will fulfill that. Of course, we should have pure desires. This is not just some ordinary sound, but it is Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha, which is difficult to translate. But uh, it is the form of consciousness and hmm, rasa, well, whatever rasa means. We translate it as mellow. Because the name of Krishna is Krishna, so the name of Krishna, like Krishna, is perfect, complete, pure, and always uh, nitya mukta, means always, it's never touched by tamagun, rajagun, or even sattvagun. This is shuddha sattva. So this is practical, that we, it's not just some theoretical idea, but now, Every day we, we are experiencing the happiness of chanting Hare Krishna. Sometimes it's accused that, well, this chanting Hare Krishna, it's just, you know, it's just for simple, stupid people. Well, actually, everyone in this material world is simple and stupid, otherwise we wouldn't be here. But those who are actually intelligent, they consider that what is the purpose of life, and when they get the answer, they chant Hare Krishna. That we can uh, practice this uh, practical experience. We've been chanting Hare Krishna here today, and what bliss there is in chanting Hare Krishna. So it's not just for the materially useless, but even the materially successful, so-called successful people who are successfully serving a Kripana Durajana, they. They can come to the serving Krishna Bhagavan by chanting his holy names. Most of the day the kirtan was being sung or led by Chitta Hari Prabhu, who I think has gone off somewhere to chant his mala. Here he is coming. So he is also materially successful, you could say. Yet another South Indian Brahmin software professional who while he was writing his software, was just praying for the day 
when I can stop writing software and chant Hare Krishna. We have so many here software professionals who are chanting Hare Krishna, who have lived in America and earned lots of money, and some of them are still earning lots of money, but they know that this is all Kamala Dala Jala Jivana Talamana. It's just, this life is just like this, so better chant Hare Krishna. So, if people have everything that most people aspire for, if they're so-called successful people of this world, and they are chanting Hare Krishna, we should take it somewhat seriously. This Hare, this, uh, Hare Krishna movement is not a religious hobby. It's not just a matter of, you know, having a, having a little altar next to the TV or, and then waving a little incense at it. But we ask everyone that you have to lead a pure life. No meat-eating, which for most people in the modern age is something unusual. Unless I get my daily uh, ration of blood and flesh, then I don't feel satisfied. So no meat-eating, no gambling, no intoxication, no illicit sex, and uh, everyone is required to chant the Hare Krishna mantra, so it requires much dedication. So why should anyone do that? Well, we do that. There may be various reasons, but one reason is that we find that by serving Krishna, we, had, we become happy in a way that is not possible in any other way. Oh, here's another example. Aravindak's people has come from Surat. Everyone's come from South India, from various places, but he's come all the way from Sudur, Gujarat. So a few years ago, there's uh, many devotees. He's actually from a very successful and well-known business family. So a few years ago, many of our devotees from Surat were going to Vrindavan during the Kartik month. So I asked him, are you going also? And with a look of great distress on his face, he said, No, my family are insisting that I take them to Singapore on holiday. So everyone's thinking, Oh, holiday in Singapore, very, very good idea. But he's thinking, Oh, how unfortunate I am. So these are examples that uh, people who have all opportunity to enjoy this material world, when they find that Everything in the whole material world that you could ever uh, imagine enjoying in millions of lifetimes is completely useless. Yeah, then when they get the realization that everything you can imagine to enjoy in the whole material world in millions of lifetimes is all completely useless. And they consider Bhagavan Krishna's words in Bhagavad Gita. Patrang pushpang palang toyam yome bhakta prayachati tadahang bhakti praharitam ashnami prayatam Better than being a king, better than being a software engineer, better than being Brahma or Indra. If I can offer one flower with bhakti to Krishna and he is satisfied, that is millions and millions of times better than being. Indra, Chandra, Vaya, any situation in this material world. Of course, the uh, Brahma is also serving Bhagavan, all these devas, they're also serving him. But the point is that no material situation is of any value in comparison 
through the opportunity to make even a slight service to the Lord. So we find in Shastra the devotees are praying in various ways to the Lord. May I remember you, may I be the servant of your servants, may I have unflinching devotion to my Guru. These are all uh, this kind of prayer we should offer to the Lord. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught us to pray. Na dhanam, na janam, na sundarim, kavitam vajagadisha kamaye, mama janmani jannanishwari bhavatam bhaktir, ahaitukitvai. Let us pray to the best of the givers of boons, not for anything small or useless, but let us pray for shelter at his lotus feet. Our own most worshipable Gurudev, his uh, Dikshanam from his own Guru was of course Sri Abhai Charanaravinda Das. So let us pray for shelter at Abhai Charanaravinda means Bhagavan and at the shelter at the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada who is giving us Krishna. Only by the mercy of the devotees can we achieve the mercy of the Lord. This principle has been taught again and again by Sripad Ramanujacharya. So we pray, actually we don't pray directly to the Lord, but we pray to his devotees that I'm not fit even to pray directly to the Lord, but you take my prayer, you offer it. So this temple is of course a historical place, a place where there has been so much bhakti over the centuries. So many great devotees have served the Lord in so many ways throughout their lives. So we pray for the mercy of the devotees that they will kindly shower their mercy upon us so that we can achieve shelter at their lotus feet and at the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Any question? Everything's clear. You are at how much centuries old this temple is? From Krita Yuga. Not this temple, but the the worship is going on since the time of Krita Yoga, Satya Yoga. Oh, that's from Brahma's Yagya, yeah. The Lord of the Earth, Yes. What's your name? Hare Krishna. So we offer our respects to the residents of this holy place who are engaged in the service of the Lord. Anything else? Hmm? Oh yeah, alright. You announce Mongolati tomorrow 5 o'clock. We announce 4.30 but we're changing it to 5 o'clock. Because there's limited bathroom facilities is one thing. Another thing, not everyone's used to getting up 